Welcome to the Sober Fanboy. I'm your host, John Jeremy. Today we have our special guest, Kim, from the JK We're Sober podcast, talking about getting sober on Zoom and her journey. Don't be nervous. <laughs> Let me take a little sip of water. Oh, drink all your water. How you guys doing out there? My name is John. I am the sober fanboy himself. And I have my special guest, Kimberly. Hi. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. AKA Kimmy. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky's roommate. Oh, Lucky's roommate. We got to talk about that. Your roommate. Yeah. Lucky has, uh, Kimmy has some interesting roommates. So does Lucky, though. <laughs> that matter. Okay. So, uh, Kimmy, this is your moment to kind of introduce yourself and say hello to the world. Well, hello, world. Um, my name is Kimberly. I guess I can tell you that I was born in New York, but I grew up in Florida. So I actually nice. used to have a very, very Southern accent that I'm so happy I lost. <laughs> um, grew up in Florida, Daytona Beach, you know, could ride my bike to the beach. It was great. Drank a lot, did a lot of drugs mm-hmm. um, that, because there's not much to do but go to the beach and walk up and down Oceanside and bar crawl and, mm-hmm. you know, you go to the right place. They don't ask you for your ID. I went to a bar, I think, when I was like 17 and next yeah. thing I knew I was on speed. <laughs> so that was interesting. <laughs> You're like that escalated quickly. It did, <laughs> like like an anchorman. Like, <laughs> um, and then when I was 18, I did the geographical change, and I came up to New York. Grad, yeah, graduated high school on time. It's kind of funny. Like I went to high school in Florida, and. It's totally different down there. Like, you didn't have to take a foreign language. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to take certain math classes. Oh. So when I came up here, they looked at my credits and they were like, what? <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense to them. They're like, you're a senior. When really I was considered like an 11R, which is like 11th grader retained down in Florida. Because oh. I never went to school because I was drunk all the time. yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, so when they made me a senior, I was like, yes, beat the system. (laughs) And, uh, I ended up graduating and I stayed up here for the summer. I went back to Florida for a year, continued Mm -hmm. my journey of getting into bars with no ID. Don't know how that happened. (laughs) Whoever's listening to this, you did not do your job. (laughs) And then, you know, it kind of escalated from there i continued to drink heavily and drug and that went on for a few years it took me about four years to admit that i wanted to get sober Mm. um and then when i admitted it it took me about a year to go to another person and say hey like i have a problem yeah like this is i'm not having fun anymore did you have fun did you have fun in it like in the beginning in the beginning you know that there i can't say it was all bad yeah yeah, like there was definitely nights where it was like wow that was so much fun and (laughs) i equated to like a relationship where like i first meet someone and it's all cool and then like it's just i I got into a relationship with maybe a toxic person so all the toxicity came out so it'd be like for me it was like 
if I get, I used to get in a relationship, it was not good for either of us. And it would be like two months of awesomeness or one month of awesomeness. And then the whole year of like miserable. <laughs> yeah, like like the honeymoon stage was over. Yeah, the honeymoon stage <laughs> was over so short. And then I'd still be with them because I just, I guess I was trying to recapture that. But I always think about that when I think of my drug and drinking stages that I like. I really enjoyed the shit out of it for a little while. And then like. And then the it was like miserable. I just stayed in that miserable relationship of like drugs and alcohol for the rest of my, for for the rest, you know, until like you said, then you came to. Yeah, and I was like, this this isn't a game anymore. This isn't fun anymore. Yeah. I ended up what I was doing towards the end of my drinking career is mm-hmm. I had this huge backpack that I brought everywhere and people would like comment on it like why do you always have this backpack and it was because I was emptying empty bottles into the garbage in the back of the buildings like where I worked like I was a medical assistant and Mm -hmm. we had multiple locations so you know like the dumpsters so I would take my empty bottles and I'd throw them out in the dumpsters so, like, my landlord wouldn't see or wow, when I was yeah. living. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, when I was living with my dad so he wouldn't see. And then I'd keep, like, the mini bar size bottles in my bag and I would, like, drink those on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was prepared 24-7. Like, I got you. Like, it's in my bag or I got a bottle at home. Like, you need a drink. Yeah. You, it's like you we, know who to we come become, to. We become, like, the Batman of drinking because we have our utility belt with <laughs> Pull out a little <laughs> a little thing of uh, I used to love those things. I used to sneak those in a movie theater, so I used to oh, love to yeah. go to the movies still. But like I would sit and like if I didn't have you know either a little bottle like this, but those little things, forget it. I just chill and just and just sip on it. I always felt like a giant when I had those little things. I was like, oh, yeah. but oh man, you just brought me back with those things. Yeah, I always got the Smirnoff ones. I don't know why, because that was a hangover that I did not deserve. Or maybe I did deserve it because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, what was your drink of choice? Or Tequila. Oh, I didn't yeah. get into tequila till like back in the day. I had a, a roommate, an ex-girl roommate. Like she stayed with me and like she was from California. So she moved to California to New York and she was an ex. And like then she, she was used to tequila. So she was kind of drinking alcoholically. I'm not sure if she was an alcoholic, but she had the bottle. We drank a bottle of tequila every night. Every night we we drank it, like, and I woke up the next day, like, wow. I don't know how I like could do my body. I don't know how my body did it, but tequila, which tequila, any brand or just tequila, didn't matter. Whichever I could afford, right? at that time, <laughs> if I could, I'd get Patron. Yeah. If not, I would just get some cheap tequila, and that was it. And otherwise, if it wasn't tequila, it was vodka, and if it wasn't liquor, it was Stella. Mm. for beer yeah yeah yeah. because in my mind if i'd be like okay like i don't want to black out tonight or i don't want to have a hangover tomorrow so i'm just gonna stick to beer because i'll get bloated and i'll want to stop yeah and um i don't think that really made a difference (laughs) i still got drunk i still blacked out you drank you probably drank the same amount of beer equivalent to the alcohol content in like a bottle or or something because you still you still blacked out yeah, right? I still Me blacked too. out. I, I did that. I still didn't take off my scrubs and shower. I woke up the next morning and even after. So real quick, back to when I was emptying my bottles into yes. dumpsters, I ended up getting fired from that job on my birthday. They never told me why. They said um, 
you know, financial cutbacks. But in my head, I was like, no, like I was going and hungover, not doing my job. Like there was so much I was not doing that I'm not going to say right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I wasn't doing my job because all I could think about was that next drink. And, um, I, so all I could think about was that next drink and then I got a new job and then I started smoking a lot of weed. Mm -hmm. So I was high all day at work because now, now I'm at a desk job. So now it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no one's going to know I'm in a corner. I sit by myself. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I, there was one point where I had to go to the DMV a lot because we were switching over trucks and yeah. I would just smoke on my way there, on my way back. Yeah. Like, And I didn't think it was a problem. And then on March 29th, 2020, I went to my sister and I was like, I don't know what it's like to be sober. Like, I don't think there's a moment in mm. the day that I'm sober. Like, I wake up and I use and I use until I pass out at night. And she's sober as well. And I asked her what it's like. And she like sold me on it when she said this. She was like, it's like unclicking a part in your brain that you didn't know you had. And when she said that for some reason, it sat with me. And I was like, well, what do I unclick? Like, what does that mean? What is this? And then after three days of being sober, I attended my first AA meeting via Zoom because Mm -hmm. that's the only option I had. I got sober during a pandemic because that's right when COVID hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a baby Zoomer. I'm I'm a baby (laughs) Zoomer. They make make coins for people who got sober through Zoom, and I want one. So whoever wants to buy me one, I really want one. Oh, she's going to get one. Yeah. We're all listening. She's going to get one. (laughs) I'll get a P.O. box. Yeah. Get that P.O. box. <laughs> you know what? You made me think of, uh, I watched Toy Story, one of the Toy Stories on uh, Disney Plus the other day. And like, uh, you made me think of the clicking mode because there was a scene where they clicked him into demo mode. So like, as you were saying that, I'm like, oh, it's like maybe she was on demo mode. She's like on demo mode the whole time. So when she came to like, you know, 12 step, she just unclicked it. And like, now you're like realizing that you don't have to be on demo mode. That just that's yeah. a good analogy. I like that. I like that, that a now. lot. <laughs> I was on demo mode because I just was doing what I was. That's the only thing I knew how to do. But I lo- I want to just go back a little bit. I like how you talked about, um, like you sat in the back and you smoked. And you're like nobody cares. I'm in a corner, and you were like, I think like when I used to smoke and drink and do anything like. The drinking made me easier to like believe that and say like nobody cares because like I didn't care and when I drank I cared even less like it it brought all that like I don't care more like I was able to do well think I was able to be more like you know just kind of more comfortable with just staying in that little cycle of mine but you just made me think of that because I used to I used to smoke before going to like movies or like going out and stuff like that. Oh yeah, well who didn't or doesn't? Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Well. Now I'm realizing that not that nobody does nobody does that. I'm I'm sure there's some people that do that, but like I'm now I'm very convinced that nobody no um uh, very few people do it the way we we used to do it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they might Moderation smoke. was not there. Oh my god. What is moderation? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still learning with food and, and other things. Television, because I'm I'm diving in a whole my journey's going in a whole thing with with uh distraction right what's distracting in my life what can i put and like distract myself but so you so you told your sister then you you became a baby zoomer 
and you stuck with it, which I just want to congratulate you because I I think that like anyone that could do this, you're like uh you're proving that you can do anything that you want to, you know. And I've heard like that's what bothers me, and I can, I'm gonna share it now. Like I've been bumping heads with some people that that like you know because of the pandemic, it's hard to meet in person, but they still meet. But the old some like one friend who's older, he just doesn't feel like the zoom is any good and people you know it's not good and like he says it doesn't get people to the meetings and things like that and i get what he's under what he's trying to say but i was like i i literally rattled off a whole list of people that got sober through zoom that Mm -hmm. that zoom saved their life so like you know almost like in my head i'm just like that's only like a half truth whatever you believe is what you believe but like don't just flat out say like a lie to say that no one's getting sober through zoom that's a lie because yeah. you're you're like a testament. Even if you were the only one, then it's proved that you can do it. But you're not the only one, right? I'm sure you know plenty of people that like got sober through through that way. Yeah, I mean that was for many people the only option for quite a few months, and it's actually kind of funny, guys. The first time I ever met John was at my first in person meeting. Oh, yeah, we met in person. Yeah, we met in person, and, and it was at my first in-person AA meeting ever that I almost backed out of. And I loved your little Mets thing. You had a, a lanyard that had said Mets I still do. Oh, you still I got still it. do everybody, with the penguin. Everybody, she still got it. <laughs> <laughs> and the penguin. Yeah. No, it was, really, it was really good that, you know, that I made that meeting, you made that meeting, and then I met you. But, like, again, like, your story is one of those people, like, you know, like I said, Sometimes I bump heads with people and I express what I've seen, you know, and uh, you're you're that you're one of those people that I've seen this work for. Like, it's not easy. It's not life is not easy in general. You know what I mean? Like, that's just life isn't like also life doesn't have to be hard or easy, but it's just it is what it is. And we take it as it is. And like you just proven that like. You drank and smoked every day like me, like I did, too. But like, that's what I'm saying. You did it through this medium through zoom like jesus like if you can do that like you know what i mean like that brings hope to so many people i think that's just in my the way i view things that like you and people like you that like hey i wanted this i wanted this you know what i mean like sometimes we fall flat on our face and then it's like you know then we have other people that tell us like you know all right you can fall flat on your face but don't stay there like get up we can yeah. do this. You need help? I'm going to help you. Let's get up. Let's get up. Let's go. And, you know, you doing this is, I think to me, is going to be help. Like, just it's going to help so many people that feel like they, you know, sometimes they have tough days and, you know, Zoom isn't enough or something like that. But you have now met people through the Zoom because you co- contacted them, right? You, like, contact people. Yeah. You... I mean, I have so many friends in Austin, Texas. It's crazy. If you go, uh, if you <laughs> ever go there and this is all over, it's going to be like a... They're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're like a celebrity there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I hit my eight months, I attended um, one of the Austin, Texas Zoom meetings. And one of the women who was there, she actually got emotional. And she was like, I remember when you first came in the rooms. And, like, that's what it's like. Like, people there are people who their first AA meeting was through Zoom. Mm. And she said, like, when you first came in the rooms. So for some people, when they first came in the rooms, it was through a computer. And you know what? I've also seen people come back, like, go in through Zoom and have to come back through Zoom, but they came back. Yeah. It's just the same thing. It's a different medium. 
you know yeah. but it's the same thing uh in 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 the, in the literature it says there's a line that says either face to face or modem to modem and that's what it says like you know face like to face that. or modem to modem we share our experience through love and that's how we connect like it doesn't matter if we're not face to face you know it's kind of like you know i think mark mark came on the show um before and he's a zoom he's a baby zoomer too and he talked about that he made a good point he said that he said that this is he goes since he doesn't know how it was before zoom is all he knew so he doesn't know what he's missing anyway you know so it's not a big yeah. deal for him so for you you were probably like this is all i know so like maybe going to the meeting was a little awkward for you right you're like oh man like now i gotta like Oh, yeah, I was bugging out. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> am I going to have to raise my hand and talk? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. There's people here. There's people. Actual people. Yeah, and then when I walked up, I saw how many people. Oh, my God, that was intimidating. Yeah, I was like, what am <laughs> I doing? I should just go home and go on a Zoom meeting and have Lucky, my cat, sit on my lap. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you think Lucky... So, everybody who doesn't know who Lucky is, you can tell him. He's my roommate. He runs the house. It's... He won't get a job. I give him all the PetSmart applications. <laughs> he will not fill them out. And then I decided, oh, let's adopt another cat because I... I worked so much. I felt bad. He was home alone. And that's Sansa. 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 Sansa girl. Yeah, she's a little baby with her big eyes. My tabby. She's like a quarter the size of like Lucky, oh, right? Oh, Lucky's a monster. He's like <laughs> he's like a panther. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he's, and he's ripped. Like when he like goes up, like you see his muscles. What? Yeah, and then you have Sansa. She's getting a little round. I gotta watch that. But uh, <laughs> she's following Lucky. Yeah, that's what she's doing. Do you say that your fur babies help you also be a part of recovery? Do they help you? Oh, one thousand percent. That's so one thousand percent because like I play with them more. Like I remember to feed them. I make sure they have water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. I think about it and I was like, I was such a bad cat mom for so long. This poor cat, <laughs> like poor Lucky, because like I used to like, you know, cause vape pens came out for smoking. Like, so I would smoke my like weed vape pen and I would just sit and like dangle stuff in front of him. And, um, like high, like you high. Yeah. Yeah. Play with it. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have videos on my phone of me hysterical laughing, watching him go after the red dot. <laughs> <laughs> and in those videos, he's so tiny. And then, like, I don't know. I guess I just got so drunk and high. I wasn't moderate, like, moderating. Mm. I, there was no moderation in what I was feeding him. So my poor baby got fat. <laughs> I know. It's now we got to get the red pen again. And yeah. just that'll be like five minutes a day you're like chase it chase it chase it all right good i know now he's getting older he's he's gonna be three. Oh my god three yeah years old. march is a big month both so. my cats have birthdays and then i'll be one year sober yeah yeah one year baby <laughs> zoomer i love it one year sober so one year it, I, I mean 
how do you feel it i mean it, like you said like it affects your life and affects those around you like it affected your cat because you were high and drunk you don't know mm-hmm. if you were taking care of your cat and like you know we laugh and joke because it's you know it's funny but like in seriousness like what do you think this year you think that that you feel different and has it affected the relationships around you in this one year of being sober clean and everything yes <laughs> i'm sorry answer. i hit my mic simple answer <laughs> yes yes no i um i recently opened up about my addiction and my trauma and my mental health to a family member am i talking too loud no and um it actually brought our relationship closer mm-hmm. and we keep in touch now and it's a relationship that was never there before mm-hmm. but because i got sober that door opened and mm. now i have a relationship with my aunt wow yeah through this through being through being sober i went to her house one day yeah. and i just opened up to her and i told her i was like i lived a whole life before i moved up here and i told her everything and i told her about my addiction and i told her about what led me to get sober and now we have a relationship and i feel like if i never got sober i wouldn't have that relationship yeah no of course definitely i would have had i wouldn't have had anything to talk about with her because i couldn't be bothered before Mm -hmm. but i felt like i could share that with her because i love her and she's a great person and she's fun and she's like life is a party in a good way yeah and i just felt so comfortable talking to her and i didn't realize that I was I was so comfortable talking to her. I didn't realize I had that comfort there because like cause she knew she didn't know, but she was like, "Oh, I'd always see you with like a glass of wine or but you'd always leave early." And I'd be like, "Yeah, cuz I'd go home and I'd black out." Yeah, yeah, of course. You're like leave... I'm zonked out. Yeah, I'm like this is just enough to get me home. Okay. Like now I got to go finish off my tequila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you sick a lot with the mixing of the liquors or just in general? Just like. Yeah. Oh. And that didn't stop me. Yeah. You just kept going. I was that girl at the bar that would like go in the bathroom, make herself throw up and then go back to the bar and keep drinking. Yeah. Be like, what's up? Be like, yo, I just ordered three shots. Where are they at? Yeah. <laughs> I'm better now. It's all done. <laughs> and so through your sobriety, you're, 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 you're like every relationship from even your fur babies and then you have your family and then you're making friends and then now you you have you you've entered into the world of podcasting right and you you freaking now are helping people through that avenue and venue or yes so i do have my own podcast it's at jk we're sober on instagram i do it with my very dear best friend julie julie yeah we're on anchor and spotify Mm. and like all those platforms and stuff so if you guys want to listen it's jk we're sober and we talk about all different kinds of things our latest episode is about mental health Mm -hmm. so if that's something in sobriety that you're struggling with it might be something you want to listen to um even in or outside sobriety, it's something we all can experience. So hopefully that episode helps someone somewhere. JK, we're sober. Yeah. I listen to every episode. I love it. And I listened to today's episode and you guys were talking about the 
mental health and i'm like oh man that's what i'm experiencing now i heard a guy talk about he said i I went to a meeting and he said that he had 25 years sober and that he just got that he just got like diagnosed with depression and he has to take medication for that and stuff like that and he said it's very humbling you know to have to deal with that and i was like wow it's like that is like very cool that like he continues to do that and like our mental health is like the most important thing it it really is for me one of the most important things because my mental is who i am my mental is everything i am like i i heard a doctor saying that if the heart that holds love and compassion if it was a real thing it would be located in the brain it'd be located in the mind because the mind is everything it's how i talk to you how i think how i react how i move like my mind is everything and if my mental is ill and i'm not handling it like you know there could be some some bad things for me and bad things for everyone else just like when you did when you're doing good like everyone benefits from that and that's what and that's why it's such it's so important that you guys cover subjects like that and talk about that you know i'm trying to remember what you said but i'm drawing a blank but i know it was a good episode if it comes back to me i'll think about it because i know you said some things that made me think like wow that's like that's true you know yeah well i did mention because you know it and it's important there are people in sobriety and again like it's everyone has their own journey and everyone's going to do things the way that they feel comfortable Mm -hmm. um i suffer from bipolar depression and i say suffer because when i have episodes i have episodes yeah and last night in my episode i had said that you know i felt manic i was all over the place and I but because I'm sober, I can pick up on those things now. Wow. Like, okay, Kim, it's not normal to be up all night cleaning and go on like no sleep and go to work. Or, you know, it's not normal to eat like chicken nuggets for breakfast. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I pick up on my manic episodes, I pick up on my depressive episodes and I address it. And I also utilize therapy, mm. which um you know, there's so many different avenues to get therapy now. Like there's betterhelp.com. Mm. Um there's something else I can't think of the name and I apologize. I wish I knew the name, but I have my own therapist and ha- having a therapist in early sobriety through where I'm at in my sobriety right now has been so helpful. And I think it's a big reason why I've stayed sober. Yeah. Because there were times where I felt like I really wanted to use, I really wanted to drink. So you know what I did? I had a session every day, one week. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for sharing that because uh, there was times when I, I had it, I do everything at my like, I was going through so much stuff like, you know, um, one year I had a a sponsee that passed away and I found his body and like in his sober house, no one was there. I had to call the ambulance and then I call, you know, my sponsor. He came and it was just us like, you know, the police and everybody came. And then that was like so hard. And then that October, November, you know, my dad helped me with all that. And when he came out, he actually came and ate dinner at their at his family's house because, you know, we were just close and um then like i had an ex-girlfriend die and then and in december she overdosed and died and then my dad died that 
January. So it was like one, two, three. And I was like, wow, like I was living in my dad's house. So it's very big. Um, I'm noticing now how big it was because it was not like easy. And what happened was I was I didn't know how to handle all I knew to do was what I was taught all those years. I made four, five, six meetings a day. I went to therapy. I talked. I wrote stuff down. I prayed. I meditated. I continued my life. You know, like I broke up with someone so they could, so I could like, I broke up with someone. My dad died in January after all those deaths. Then like, um, then in that June, I broke up with the person I was dating with because I needed to like go to therapy. And I was like, I'm just not gonna be useful to you. Like, I just, I just gotta go and take care of myself. They were like, they understood, um, but that hurt me so like the breakup hurt me you know on top of that like i was just like oh man like all these things and, and all i knew is i i like how you said that you made it every day like you you pushed more like some uh, um you said it's individual like i feel like some days i need more some days that's me it doesn't mean that i'm worse or better or whatever than anybody else like you might need more one one day than you need on another day and i need more more one day than another day like you know, that's as long as like I get through that day, um, get through those times, like without going back to the thing that it's just going to like, that's why I do this podcast. That's why you do your podcast, because at the end of the day, like to go back to something like that, that is killing us and then just kills our life and everything around our life with his, our loved ones. It's just uh, it's 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 like not a better option. It's an option. But it's not a better option, you know, even though no matter what pain we're going through. But thanks for sharing that, because that made me think about that. That just made me think about all that, that like some days I have to do more. I do. I have to bust my butt some days and people don't like, you know, but I but because of it, I'm free as hell. Like like you talking about your aunt. I, I feel like that. I feel like it's a party. Like life's a party. Like after losing everybody, like everyone I really loved. It shows me life is short. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, th- but that's reminded me when you were talking about your your grandfather because you were close to him. He was like a father figure to you because I listened to your podcast. See, I listened. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it made me think that, like, you know, you were saying you, you were saying that you weren't sure if you were like not expressing it because I didn't really express that I I lost my dad. I just kept sponsoring people, helping people, like trying to help everyone, mm-hmm. and like escape myself that way. It it did help. But um, now I'm really throughout these years. Now I'm really coming to terms with it. But I just why well, I wanted just to say that everybody pros everybody mourns differently. Somebody told me that once. I don't know who it was, but they just said everyone mourns differently. And there's no they said there is no right way or wrong way to mourn. However you mourn is how you mourn. No one can tell you that's incorrect or correct. So I yeah. just wanted to say that that like however we mourn, that's the right way to mourn. We we that means that it was real. It means that there was something real there, and it's not there anymore. And sometimes in life, we have to learn to enjoy it, love it, and then let it go. And that's probably the hardest thing I'm still learning to do. That I know that like you know, eventually you know, all you guys, all of us, we're not gonna be here. Like you know, I'm gonna have to say goodbye to people, but at least we have these moments recorded and kept on, yeah. and they live on even when we're not here. Well, you know, one thing, my grandfather, who was my best friend, by the way, so it's definitely a hard death to get through, but one thing I will share is he always said, it's never bye, it's never goodbye, it's always see you later, or I'll be right back. 
So <laughs> for him, that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm not going to say goodbye anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to say bye. I'm going to be, see you later. See you later. Yeah. I like that. Because when I was younger, I'd say, all right, goodbye. And he'd be like, no, it's no. see you later. Oh. Yeah. That's what he taught me and my sisters. It's always see you later. I like that. You know, that made me think of something that someone said that the best thing like a parent or like, you know, a guardian can do for the person that they're watching over, raising, the best thing they can do is, is like kind of like teach them that, like teach them that like, you know, um, uh, some almost like living a life without them. You know, that they're going to go on and live a life and that, you know, it is kind of like, I'll see you later. Like, I'm going to go this way and you're going to go that and we'll 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 come back again. Yeah. I believe in all those energies anyway. So it's all good stuff. Yeah, I do, too. You know, I I believe that you can feel people like I feel like I'm going to have a day where I just feel my grandfather with me. Yeah. Like, I believe that I'm going to have that moment, like that type of spiritual awakening like or not spiritual awakening but like I, I don't know what i'm trying to say like but a like a moment yeah like a moment where i'm just gonna feel him mm -hmm. it's just waiting <laughs> they always say that energy doesn't get there's no you can't destroy energy it just gets transferred that's like a scientific thing that that, that i heard I can, i'm not a scientist guys but <laughs> from what i heard they said energy cannot be destroyed but only transferred so like i feel like my father's energy or like your grandfather's energy like you, you scientifically you can't destroy it, so where did it go it's just somewhere like that yet i mean i i don't know now i don't know if i'll ever know in this life but i just know that it's not destroyed that's all i know you know if we're talking about science and stuff like that but well, when we come back as cats we'll figure it out oh my can i, I want to come back as lucky <laughs> I love you have them. to meet them i know i haven't had a chance to meet them i gotta go over there and say hi i to know them. So I guess we could wrap it up. I really am glad that you came through and talked about... We just talked. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening to us just talk and ra ramble on and hear me say, um, 27 times. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what keeps it real. I'm glad I had Julie, which is the half of JK, so JK We're Sober, come on. Now we had yeah. you, and it kind of completes that. Yes. It has that, like, you know, now we, we end this. So uh, do you want to share some like where people can find you in particular and again your podcast or whatever and then maybe say anything you'd like to say if, if people are new to sobriety or even they've been around for a while anything you want to say so you can source your moment thank you um so if you want to find me personally my instagram is at kimber underscore diana and if you would like to find the podcast, our Instagram is at JK We're Sober. And the podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and I think a few other platforms. So if you want to check that out. And for the newcomers and for the people who have been around, you know, you guys are the reason why I keep doing it because we're all in this together. It's mm. a team effort. No one's doing this alone. Mm -mm. And even if, if if you feel like you're doing this alone, well, guess what? I just gave you two avenues for you to reach out to me. And Ooh. I'd be more than happy to talk to you because you are <laughs> not alone. And 
I thank the people who have been around for a while because they've helped me stay sober because they show me that it works. That, you know, a sober life is that it works. It's worth it. And it's worth it if you work it and uh, you're worth it. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you, you said it's it's like it's we, it's we. And, it, and that's why it's, it's JK, we're sober, not JK, I'm sober. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> you got Julie there with you. Like, we're sober. Like, together we are helping. And we actually came up with that because J for Julie, K for Kimberly. No. So that's what? how we come up with JK, we're sober. Okay, you never mentioned that in a podcast. Yeah. I'm really happy that you mentioned it on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like, you know, you were just like, JK, we're sober. Give me time you do the beginning. Well,. Actually, I don't know what like popped in our heads that like <laughs> like that were like, let's make it JK we're sober. But then like afterwards, we were like, ha ha, get it, Julie and Kimberly. <laughs> wow, that no, I like you just blew my mind. So I can't even. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> sobriety. Your sobriety just blew my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, shout out to everybody. We love you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.